The Maximum Mix from the 60s through the 80s. Non-stop music. Rolling Stones. Stevie Wonder. Beatles. Classic hits. Sky Pilot Radio Las Vegas. The soundtrack of your life. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. It's got worse and worse and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, <laughs> To the funny farm, I don't know, hey, this is the uh, Toxic Wise Ass Show. They're coming to take me away, that's my theme song, I think from 66 or 67. I remember hearing that as a kid, I had my transistor radio, uh, I think on the handlebars of my bike, either tied or in a basket or some fancy situation, or maybe just in my pocket with my earphone. Not earphones, it was just one earbud. And it was uh, mono, wasn't stereo, AM, FM, but mostly AM stations back then. This is uh, the middle, late 60s. So, uh, what happy times on my bike. I had like the regular standard bike until uh, about the sixth grade I got a banana bike, purple, from Western Auto. I think it was $39.95, a lot of money back then. 7273 and uh hmm, what a time I had with that banana bike handed that down to my cousin Chris after I was done with it I got a lot of miles on that purple banana bike that was the the new thing no lights no fancy anything just a good smooth ride pretty light bike <clears throat> I remember trying to doing some bike tricks with it didn't work out too good I almost denutted myself trying to do a jump that's when I knew I wasn't going to be a stunt man or a motorcycle guy uh, when you can't jump over a two-foot uh, barrier. You better hang it up. But this is Mark Chaplin, and this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas. Not to be confused with just Renegade Radio, but we are Renegade Talk Radio. There's a Renegade Radio from Boston, uh, kind of like we are. I don't think they play music, mostly talk, talk sports, but uh, we are Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas, Nevada, and I am broadcasting from the great northeast, New England, uh, northeast northern Maine, Aroostook County, where it is currently about 18 below zero. Yes, straight, 18 below, you heard it, folks. Cold, with a capital K. K-O-L-D. It's so cold, I'm spelling cold with a K. And we're supposed to get a nor'easter here within a few days. We'll see what happens between... Uh, 10 and 400 inches. Now, about probably 20 inches, maybe more, maybe a little less. I just hope the power doesn't go out. The snow, you just kind of stay inside. You don't try to go anywhere, which I won't. It's a Sunday. Uh, we do have basketball league, but that'll be canceled. But uh, there's no newspaper. There's no uh, post office, and most of the people will be home. There's no school, so hopefully it's one of those days where not many people will be out and they just kind of let the storm pass. We clean it up and and move on. And that's what we do here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Well, New Englanders, and uh, well, not all New Englanders, or New England sports fans, but the Patriots are going to the SB, the Super Bowl. Yep. They defeat Kansas City Chiefs 37-31 in overtime, scoring a touchdown in the overtime to go to the Super Bowl. Wow. 
Many thought it couldn't be done, and they hadn't looked good on the road, but you know the odds, the statistics, the analytics say sooner or later they're going to put together a game and they're going to look good. Now, did they look great? In the first half, they did. Got a little shaky and dicey in the second half. They had a couple turnovers, a couple uh, missed opportunities to score field goals. and Not free field goals, but touchdowns. And Kansas City made a nice comeback. But when it got into overtime and they got the coin flip again, if I'm the Patriots, I go out and buy lottery tickets. They win the coin toss almost every, every time. And it was funny because I was looking on YouTube and I always like to see sports uh, people's sports talks relation, uh, reactions and uh, celebrity reactions to the Patriots winning. And I also watched Kansas City. They, you know, the YouTube, they have people at home watching the game on TV. And one, you know, they're, they're waiting at the end, and the Patriots are marching down. And they have a couple bad throws, and it looks like maybe Kansas City might get the ball back. And they're all optimistic and hopeful and cheering. Ah, oh, don't let them score, don't let them score. Then the Patriots march down, get the ball, bang, they score, game. And the Kansas City fans were really in shock, disbelief, and horror and shame and disgrace and sadness and one of them says they would talking about the Patriots they win every GD time that's what many of them said along with some other things too that I won't mention but they the the main thing was they said they win every time and the uh, Patriots will be going to their 11th Super Bowl the ninth for Tom Brady of course uh, they played in the Super Bowl before that, got crushed, I believe, by Denver and once by Chicago. I'm not sure it was Denver in the AFC or NFC back then, but they did get crushed. Uh, I know by Chicago at least once in, in the Super Bowl. And of course, they lost last year uh, to the uh, Eagles, and they won the year before, beating the Atlanta Falcons when they came back. When it was what 33 to 12 or something like that, they were down 20. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting. In the NFC, you have the L.A. Rams who defeat New Orleans in New Orleans in overtime. First time in history that the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship went into overtimes, both games. NFC, NFC game was first. And New Orleans got out to a start, big start. I think they were ahead 13 to nothing. And they were looking good, and I'm kind of watching it, and I'm not watching it. And I thought, oh, this is probably over. New Orleans hardly ever loses at home. Got Drew Brees. He was hot. And there's a controversial call where helmet-to-helmet -helmet, uh, uh, interference, pass interference call, PI, they call them, was not called after a guy was just, you know, it looked like something out of a movie, out of WWF. Got, he, he speared him, kind of and hit him before he had a chance to catch the ball. So there was actually three or four calls they could have made. Spearing, helmet to helmet, hip, uh, pass interference. So it was uh, hitting him way before, in a vicious hit, way before the ball even had a chance to get to him, but no call. And New Orleans kind of has themselves to blame because they should have done some things differently. They were moving the ball too fast. If they'd have taken their time, taken their time, got a th the first down, got a first down, kicked a field goal or just held on to it, they would have won. But they allowed uh, the Rams to get the ball back. They did and uh, went into overtime. And their kicker, uh, the L.A. has an unreal kicker. That's, that's scary.
he kicked a 57-yard field goal. And to be truthful, it looked like it could have gone from 61 or 62. I mean, it, it, it was right down the middle and had plenty of room, like five, six feet above the goal line. So it's kind of scary. It wasn't even close. It didn't dangle, dangle, and swerve, and bounce around, and lop, or go up early, or come down early. It went right up like a rocket, like it was programmed. So that field goal kicker, he's kind of scary. In a close game, that could be whew, trouble. Um, now, Gurley didn't play. He, uh, people were wondering, was he hurt? What was going on? There were some key moments he didn't play. And some say he's all right. Some say he might be hurt. So we don't know. But anyway, uh, they will be going to the Super Bowl February 3rd in Atlanta. And, you know, I think the Pats have pretty good luck in Atlanta. So uh, we'll have to see. The Celtics are back on their winning ways. College season is halfway through. Duke is looking good. The usual. Like I said, in in sports, I mean, it's sad to say it's pretty much the same teams. In college basketball, March Madness is great. And some Cinderella teams make it, like Chicago, uh, Loyola Chicago, and Butler, and, you know, Texas, Washington State. You know, I don't know. It's it, There's... There's some teams that you never heard of or you might have heard of. They make it, but they don't last long. They, and when they do get to the Final Four, like Butler did and some of these other teams, they get beat, maybe at the buzzer. But it's always Duke or Villanova or North Carolina. It's the same, you know, same teams. It gets kind of boring. But you know, I guess you end up with the best playing the best, and I guess that's what you want. Uh, baseball, the hot league, the hot stove league is going on, and before you know it, April 1st will be here. I think the first game's April 1st or 2nd. Kind of anxious to see what the Red Sox are going to look like. Are they going to change some things? Are they going to bring in some new people? And the cool thing also about the Patriots is a sports announcer the other day, I can't remember where it was, Colin Hurd or somebody, he said, you know, now's the time to knock off New England. In the, in the playoffs, in the AFC, Kansas City, or somebody's got to knock them off. Because if Brady comes back healthy, they have 12 draft picks. 12. And this is a pretty good draft this year. It's pretty good, one of the better ones. So they're going to get some really good players, and also they've got money, for cap space for free agents. So, plus re-signing the guys they've got. So, looking good. And that's our sports talk here on Renegade Talk Radio. This is the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Thanks for listening. Much more coming up, so stay tuned. Okay, sports fans. The Patriots are in the SP, the Super Bowl. Yep. They defeated the Kansas City Chiefs, who were supposed to beat them, 37-31. It's funny, I was looking on Facebook, and some minister from New England someplace put on, uh, he says, God may not be a sports fan, but this preacher is, and he put the score 37-31. That was before the game. He got the score exactly right. So, I don't know, maybe there's something to it. Uh, So it will be uh, the Patriots versus uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, both those games went into overtime. And... um, 
both kind of controversial. Everyone's upset because Patrick Mahomes didn't get a chance to touch the ball on the other side. It's awful. Well, stop the Patriots. Stop them. They always want to change the rule when something doesn't work out your way. Well, in basketball, if it's you know, the three-pointer, maybe move it back, move it to the... If it's not working out your way, you always want to change it. But if, it, if Kansas City had won, they wouldn't say an effing word about the overtime. They wouldn't say a word about giving Tom Brady a, a chance to touch the ball, would they? No, no, no. And then, of course, in the Rams game against New Orleans, you had the uh, no-call penalty PI uh, interference. And uh, <laughs> that was actually much more egregious than anything. Uh, that's not even legal in like wrestling. But it is what it is, and it's over. Some of uh, some of the, of course, New Orleans fans are upset. They had lawsuits. They want to replay the game. They want to replay the last five minutes. That ain't gonna happen. Those are called pipe dreams. It ain't gonna happen. You got a better chance of seeing a UFO come down and Marvin the Martian get off and say, "Oh my!" Uh, it's not gonna happen. So February third, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. The table is set. The Rams versus the Patriots. The Rams, I think, are a two or three point favorite, which makes the Patriots underdog. A role they kind of like, I think. They like it that everyone counts them out. So we'll see what happens. I actually prefer that they play the L.A. Rams because I think New Orleans was kind of on a roll until they messed up in the second half. I think New Orleans would have been tougher to beat. You got a new quarterback coming in. And Drew Brees has been there, you know, before in playoffs many times. He's won a Super Bowl, so this should be interesting. I just wish for once, if the Patriots are going to win, they'd blow somebody out. This coming from behind, this, uh, you know, uh, leading by three, overtime, sudden death. Oh, geez, come on. Can't we just, as New England fans, and this is the great Northeast, can't we just blow somebody out once? Just once. And, well, we'll have to wait and see if that's going to happen. February 3rd, L.A. Rams versus the New England Patriots. Should be a good one, either way. And now, folks, it's time for movie review. <laughs> well, you know, I've always worried about, uh, told you about the uh, obviously bad movies out there. And so, um... You know, I'm, I'm not going to go over too many bad ones unless they're kind of mainstream. Just be just be careful because uh, if it's, uh, if the guy who's directing it and producing it is in it and his family and his brother and his sister, it probably sucks. Not to say that it does, but it probably sucks. There are some pretty good ones. I watched one called Pledge. It was about, it was about uh, little guys pledging to a fraternity, but it turns out it was not. A normal pledge, as you might think, uh, the Hell Week, whatever they call it, and so that was pretty good. I would suggest it that you get that one if you see it. Uh, City of Lies uh, is that about Tupac? Um, I don't really care for rap stuff. Uh, kind of interesting, but I give it a C plus. Um, not really into that. Um, not into music. Although I did like the one about the Bohemian Rhapsody about Queen. 
Rarely do I like those kind of movies. Um, I'm wondering when they're ever going to make one about the Beatles. Come on, but make a movie, but... Uh, I don't think they've ever really made one about the Beatles. There's been movies about Elvis and the Rat Pack and, and rappers and uh, country star singers. Um, who was that one? Uh, not Mel, Mel Tillis, but what was this? Al Hank Williams and Hank Williams Jr. So I'm wondering when they're going to make a movie about the Beatles. To my knowledge, they haven't made one. Now, the Beatles were in movies, like, uh, you know, in the 60s. They made movies, but uh, I had to blow some dust off the computer here, off my uh, microphone. Uh, not, not to tell you that it's dusty here, because it's not. That's why I blew it off, because you hardly ever see any dust. But there was a little speck. I had to get rid of it. But um, they made movies the Beatles did, like Hard Day's Night and uh, some other ones. But uh, I don't think there's ever made a movie about the Beatles, like a biography movie with uh, you know people playing their parts. Um, movie called uh, Dirty John, The Truth is a Biography. I actually saw this. And it was on a crime TV or something. It's about a, a scam artist, and he was a, quite the son of a bitch, to be truthful. And uh, I give that a small B. It was interesting. Movie called Killer High. Now, that's a kind of a low budget, not real low budget, but fairly low budget movie. And I give it a C plus. It was okay. If you see it um, on the, you know, in the three or four dollar bin or on Netflix or uh, pay-per-view and it's not more than a couple bucks to watch it's all right something something kind of cute and funny and uh, different and uh, both teenagers having their uh, reunion um, another movie called the upside now this one was uh, very popular with uh, um, Kevin Hart the comedian the two-foot comedian <laughs> midget sorry I, I guess you're not supposed to say that Nicole Kidman and uh, Cranston uh, what's his name? David Cranston, I think. He used to be in, is that, was he, was he in Breaking Bad? I never liked that show. I mean, it was, it was very popular. It just wasn't for me. I don't care to watch a whole show about somebody making meth and selling it. See that on the news enough. Um, and see, what else do we have? Well, that's about it. That's the last movie I've seen was, um, The Upside. And, like I said, I give it a B. It was based on a true story, and uh, I liked it. I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan. I think he's just a loudmouth FOB. But uh, plus, he's a Sixers fan. Yeah. But anyways, um, so anyway, that's it for the uh, movie review. So get out there and see a movie. Go to one. Go to a theater. Go to a drive-in. Well, you can't now. It's wintertime up here in the Northeast. But uh, lots of people have Netflix or pay-per-view on their cable system, so... And uh, on these cold, rainy nights, it's good to have uh, some entertainment besides uh, what you can dig up on your computer or your old DVD collection. And speaking of weather, <clears throat> it's been up and down. We got like a foot of snow. We are supposed to get up to two feet, but it didn't quite uh, transpire to that. More like a, a little over a foot. And it was really funny snow. And I don't mean funny haha, but it was odd because... The uh, snow wasn't the typical, like, big snowflakes that we get in a storm. You know, the kind that, you know, go on the trees and look like cotton and weigh the trees down and the branches and the wires, you know, swing low because the wet snow is on them. No, it was more of like a sleet. And it did, it did pile up, and when it 
it did hit the ground. It seemed like normal, semi-normal snow. Uh, somebody said maybe it was because the weather was so cold. It was uh, snowing and 20 below. We don't. That doesn't usually happen. If it's going to be uh, 20 below, and now it can snow when it gets 20 below, of course, but usually it's a different kind of snow for some reason. So I think that's what happened. And uh, we've had a few days of 22 below with a wind chill, and now we're supposed to have a day tomorrow, 45. Yes, even up here in the great northeast, New England, Maine, we are going to have 45 in rain. Hasn't happened yet, uh, but we'll see. Um, going to make for some messy roads because we just had a couple snow storms, not big ones, but little ones, after the big one. So it keeps piling on and piling on, and... Uh, I'm going to smack the weatherman, especially the guy who said the El Nino would uh, give us a, a fairly warmer uh, winter here in the Great Northeast, and that has not happened. We got snow actually in October, just before Halloween. It did it did go away by Halloween, but we got hit again in November, and it never went away, and it has stayed pretty much cold and pretty snowy. I think we got over 100 inches of snow already. The average is like 110. We've gotten as high as 120 or something, and we're going to break the record because we're just at the end of January, and we've got February to go, and we'll have our storms in March. And oh goodness, awful to wish your life away, but I'm not one for the cold. I don't know. I love the Great Northeast. I love New England. I love uh, the area, but not crazy about the winter. But I'm not crazy about earthquakes, mudslides, fires, hurricanes, and tornadoes either. And that's kind of something you have to put up with uh, nowhere, no matter where you live. And I don't think there's a place where you can escape some kind of events like that. And this is the Toxic Wise-Ass Show. Thanks for listening. And uh, we are, again, looking forward to the Super Bowl with a great Northeast New England Patriots from Boston, Foxborough to be exact. I used to have a great friend who lived in Foxborough, Chris Ionel. Came from a big Italian family. There was like eight, nine, ten of them. And always, I spent my summers down there. We went to college together at Umaine, Fort Kent, again, way up in the great northeast, up in the St. John Valley. Very green, just like you'd think it would be, just very green. It kind of rains a lot in the summer, and it snows all winter. But, it's, but when you do have a nice day, it's pretty, it's, pretty pretty, it's pretty cool. A lot of lakes, a lot of rivers, a lot of open area. But um, he was, I had a lot of friends from Massachusetts and Connecticut in college. Well, I had a lot of friends from all over the place, from northern Maine, central Maine, southern Maine, Connecticut, Massachusetts, so Vermont. So, um, but Chris Ionel was quite the guy. He died of Lou Gehrig's disease a few years ago at an early age, like 55, 54, and very sad to miss him. He was very funny. Uh, he was a teacher and he coached soccer, and uh, we always had some, uh, <laughs> we had a lot of laughs just like I did with my cousin Lloyd, who passed. Very sad. I, I, you know, it's, it's funny when you lose friends and family, and as time goes on, you, I think of them as still here, but yet they're not. But anyways, this again is the Toxic Wise-Ass Show, and I want to thank you, and again, we are looking forward to the Super Bowl February 3rd, on a Sunday, of course. Got to plan out my diet menu for that. And I guess the government shutdown is still going on, although it hasn't affected uh, me because I don't work for the government. And I don't really like the government. Being politicians, part of the government, I don't like them, and they are part of the government. General Patton said, God damn it, 
Never, never, never trust the politicians, but love your country, but never trust the government. Damn it. Uh, well, you know, he's right. And, uh, you know, nothing's perfect. There's no such thing as a utopic government. You know, they all got their faults. I still love the USA. It's no place I'd rather live. But, um, you know, I, I'm more of a libertarian. But when they asked Donald Trump about the shutdown, here's what he said. I'm shutting it down, and I'll open it up when I get my wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take that. And that's what he had to say. I, well, you know, that's his right to say that he's president. That's Richard Nixon used to say, remember? Oh, yeah, I'm a president. And you know what's amazing? Is that uh, Henry Kissinger is still alive. I mean, he... It seems like he must be like 120 years old. I think he's only 90, well, I say only, I think he's 92 or 93, I'm not sure. Somewhere between 88 and 93. I'll have to look it up. Mr. President, we should get out of Vietnam. We can't win there. He said that many times. It was uh, McNamara, that John McNamara that kept us in Vietnam for so long. And both parties are to blame. JFK, LBJ, Nixon. Although Nixon finally got us out of there. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we still have the Super Bowl, all politics aside. And we here in the great Northeast, we're excited because our beloved New England Patriots are in it for the 11th time. And the ninth time with TB12, a.k.a. Tom Brady, from Michigan. Sixth-round draft pick. Can you imagine that? What was he like, the 600th pick, something like that? Amazing. Wasn't even supposed to play. Wasn't even touted. Wasn't even talked about. Not mainly. And then it all happened when Drew, uh, Drew Bledsoe got hurt. So it began. The TB12 era. And it's continuing. And, least not we forget, as I mentioned, aforementioned before, he plans on playing again. I think he will for at least one, maybe two more years. Give the Patriots time to find a durable quarterback. There's going to be some free agent quarterbacks next year. And uh, they get 12 picks. And plus they have cap money. So, Tom Brady plays one, two more years. They, they uh, get some picks. Maybe get a free agent. They'll have the money to get a free agent quarterback. And uh, I have a feeling, you know, they say what goes up must come down. And maybe we won't get to the Super Bowl three out of four times or five out of six or seven out of ten. But maybe uh, we'll have a pretty good team and uh, still contend every year to get there. At least make the playoffs. That would be nice. But with 12 draft picks, cap money, and a, and a pretty good team right now, Things are looking pretty good. I've got one quick movie review I want to talk about. This is a movie I just saw the other night. It's called Can You Ever Forgive Me? It's got Melissa McCarthy, who I do like. I think she's funny, male or female. I, I've, she was in that movie with the puppets, and she was the only one funny in it. The puppets weren't funny uh, about the murder. Or the, there was cops and real people and puppets together. didn't work. It was a flop. But she was kind of, she was funny in it.
And I've always, uh, always kind of liked her. I always thought she's funny. I like her sarcasm. And uh, she's in a movie called Can You Ever Forgive Me? And it's about a, a writer from the 70s named uh, Lee Israel, a woman. And um, she started out being a fairly successful writer and then hit some hard times uh, living in New York, which has always been expensive, whether it's the 60s, 70s, or now. And she lives with her cat, which she loves, and she has some very few friends, and she's not known as somebody who's, like, really top-notch, uh, you know, clean, and her apartment's dirty and cluttered, and um, she doesn't take care of herself very well. She's kind of short and chunky. And so what happens is... Um, she just can't get any work as a writer. She's just not uh, doing well with any of her ideas of books. And her agent tells her, you know, you got to clean your act up and, you know, uh, get uh, some PR. And she doesn't want to listen to that. And she's kind of a nomad. And <clears throat> so what happens is she discovers another way to make money. And it is illegal. I won't tell you what it is because I don't want to give away the, the plot and the story. But it is, again, a true story, biography. And uh, it's, it's you know, there's no really action or uh, uh, in it. But it does have some laughs and it does have its moments. And it is true. And I give it a B. And her performance was really good. And I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you like entertainment, if you like, you know, um, crime and stories and kind of has all that drama and but uh, no violence and no superheroes no bombs no guns but uh, i did like it so it's called can you ever forgive me and uh so see it if you get a chance and that's a quick movie review here on the toxic why is that show on renegade talk radio from las vegas nevada hello yeah you know sports fans all fans whether you're a fan of sports or not, I'm going to say that uh, I am, and uh, mostly basketball, football, and baseball. The other ones, eh, I don't golf, and I don't play tennis, and uh, I don't follow wrestling, and I don't follow boxing or WWF or the, the fighting where they bash each other's brains in in a cage, cage matches, I guess they call them. I mean, I have, I've watched it. But uh, I'm basically basketball, football, and baseball. And, of course, the Celtics and Patriots and the Red Sox. And poor New England fans. We haven't won a championship in over three months. So we're due. But anyway, I listen to, I drive around, and when I'm not listening to Oldie Goldies and Classic Rock and Motown, I listen to, well, turn it on to, or a, a, sports, a sports game basketball or something high school one where I went to school <coughs> or college game if I'm not listening to that I will listen to uh, the Boston sports channels uh, and WFAN the New York I like to hear what the other side has to say too so I listen to WFAN uh, who covers of course the Brooklyn Nets the Knicks and Mets and Yankees and uh, New York sports hockey teams too the Islanders and the Rangers, and of course Syracuse and whatever other college teams are around. Uh, well, Seton Hall's in New Jersey, but uh, it's close to New York. So anyways, um, I do listen to them, and I heard them arguing or discussing what they should do in overtime games, because the two big 
the things we had this last weekend was the New Orleans L.A. Rams game was the no call on the hit, uh, no penalty called, no pass interference called with New Orleans, and they say that cost them the game, which it may have. Of course, Drew Brees, the last pass he threw was an interception. You throw an interception in an overtime or at the end of the game, it's going to work out really bad for you most of the time. But anyway, that was one of the controversial things. The other semi-controversial, I mean, that was pretty uh, objective. But the other other one that they're talking about is New England. And poor Patrick Mahomes didn't get a chance to touch the ball. Are you kidding me? Of course, it have been the Patriots that didn't get a chance to touch the ball. No one would want to change the overtime rules. And folks, I get it. If you're not from the great northeast here, or if you're not a transplant, uh, because, you know, teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Celtics, they travel well. You go to a game against, uh, you know, uh, many other teams, even in the South or in the West, and even Celtics versus Lakers, you're in Lakers versus Celtics, you're going to see jerseys from the other side. I mean, a lot of stadiums you go to, there's more Celtics fans and Red Sox and Patriots fans than there are home fans for the away uh, team. So teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Lakers, they travel well, you know. They have a lot of fans out there, a lot of T-shirts. You'll see them in the crowd. But um, they want to change the overtime rules, and, which they have already changed it. It used to be the first team that got it no matter what, field goal or whatever. Now it has to be a touchdown. Uh, has to be the first team that gets a touchdown wins. Well, each team gets a chance to get the ball. And then after that, if you don't, then a field goal can win it. Semi-complicated. But they've changed it. Uh, I remember for years that the NFL didn't even have the two-point conversion rule. Only college had that. For years and years, it was no two-point conversion. It's only been the last, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 years where you could go for two instead of just kicking the field goal, which has made the game really much more exciting. But uh, it's funny because everybody wants to seem to change the rules when uh, a team they like don't like uh, gets in or their team doesn't. So, But you go by the rules that are there. If you want to change the rules, you have to do it for the next game or the next year. You can't, you can't do it that night. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of New Orleans people are pissed. Even their senator went in front of Congress or Senate and was bitching about how they got screwed. He even had pictures up. Are you kidding me? They want to replay the game. They're suing. Well, I tell you what. They're not going to replay that game. The Super Bowl is going to be on February, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, February 3rd, and it's going to be the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. And I have the Patriots winning by seven. And I wish they'd blow them out. I wish the Patriots could just blow somebody out in a Super Bowl game. It's either overtime or double overtime or it comes down to the last minute. Twice they lost against the Giants on screwed up plays. They made a comeback against Philadelphia last year. But when they win, it's a field goal or a last minute drive like they did against uh, Atlanta Falcons a couple years ago when they came back from 28-3. to That was a miracle. I mean, as Patriots fans, we should be just so happy that that, 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 that was unreal. I remember it was 28-3, to and my sister says, oh, maybe they'll come back. And she doesn't really follow sports or watch football. And I said, are you kidding? It's 28-3 to with, like, 
you know, 11 minutes left in the game or whatever, since it's the end of the third quarter, something like that, a quarter to go and maybe like two or three minutes in the third quarter. And it looked like it might even get worse. It looked like it could be 38 to 3. She says, well, don't, you know, they'll probably, they might come back. They'll probably come back. And I was like, are you kidding? And they did. They came back and won in overtime. And you knew back then when they got the towing costs, you could see it on Atlanta's face, the owner, the players, the coaches, the fans. When Brady got the ball and they were going to get it in overtime, <coughs> you could tell them by the looks of their face, it's over. It's all over but the crying, as they used to say. <laughs> And if you're not a sports fan, well, that's okay, too. You know, I always say, like, I still play basketball. I'd rather play than watch any time, um, if I can, as long as I'm able to. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, much as I love the Patriots, he's not paying my credit card bill. He's not paying my house payment, and I don't expect him to. So, you know, I'm a sports fan. But I'm not a fanatic. I don't think about it. I mean, I love my basketball, but I'd rather play than watch. I'd rather play than ref. I'd rather play than coach. So as long as I can play, I'd rather play. And I'd rather have me win the lottery. Hey, if you said, hey, Chappie. And that's why my friends call me Chappie. Mark Chaplin, of course, Chappie. Makes sense, right? If you said uh, you can win the lottery, even $10,000, or the Patriots can win the Super Bowl. Well, guess which I'm taking. I'm taking the lottery. I'd rather have me win. I mean, I love my sports, and when I play, I like to win. I like my teams to win. But when it comes to winning, I would rather win, and I would rather play. So that's just how it goes. I think, you know, these people that are just crazy about their sports and dress up like the team and go to a 10-below game with a T-shirt on or with uh, bare, bare shoulders or, or with their shirt off and just tattoos or something or paint patriots on their, their, their bare skin. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, that's not me. I'm not crazy about going to games. I don't like, who was it? Uh, I can't remember. Somebody said you have to, sh you know, when you go to a game, you have to schlep, go there, you know, schlep in, schlep out, wait in line. You know, unless you've got privileges of some kind. So, you know, I very seldom even go to that many games. I just, or concerts. I just don't like the schlepping. Got to schlep there, pay for a parking spot, schlep to the event, sit, find a spot, sh you know, sit there for hours, schlep out of it. I'm going to Red Sox games, you sit in those little seats that were made in 1925, and you got a big fat ass that doesn't quite fit in there. In baseball game, it's hot in the summer. You sit there, humidity, humidity, and you sit there for three hours. I had some good tickets for the last few games I went out, and I, you know what? I wish I had sold them because I'd much rather, much rather have the money and watch it on TV with a big 50-inch screen. It's changed now. Watching it on a big screen, you feel like you're right there. So i got to plan my menu, though. It's got to be uh, not quite as extravagant as usual for my Super Bowl menu. And, uh, you know, some shrimp and some locale stuff, maybe some dip, uh, ranch dip, uh, low-calorie with some carrots and things. And maybe some chicken wings, you know, not, not, not too hot, just mild. You know, I don't want to get too crazy. And that's the end of our show, folks. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Toxic Wise Ass Show.
with your host, Mark Chaplin, here on Renegade Talk Radio. Have a great week. The weather's been crazy up and down. It's 22 below. It's 50 above, raining, ice all over the place after the storm. But, yeah, you got to put up with something no matter where you live. So this is the great white northeast. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next show. Hey, you laughed. You would make me flip my lip, right? You know you laughed. I heard you laugh. You laughed. You laughed. <laughs> I did laugh. But now you know I'm utterly mad. And they're coming to take me away. <laughs> they're coming to take me away. <laughs> to the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and